0: Hey everybody, it is Nick Bradley and welcome to Scale Up for this week. And what a special week it is because my guest today does not require any introduction. It is the incredible Naveen Jain. Now, one of the things I love about the show is that I get to bring awesome entrepreneurs and philanthropists onto the show. I get to learn a lot from them and I get to be inspired by the difference that they make in the world but I don't think there's been anyone that's come on the show that has made such an impact in such a short space of time than V. Now, if you're not familiar with his work, he's a business executive, he's a visionary, he's an author, he's the founder and former CEO of Infospace, the co-founder and executive chairman of Moon Express, and the founder and CEO of Viome, an amazing business that we're gonna get right deep into today. He's also the man famously quoted for the phrase, dream so big that people think you're crazy now I love the fact that I bring people onto the show and they get me to think bigger often it just blows my mind but this is a guy who's done some incredible things and his approach is the thing that impressed me the most during this conversation one of the things he said he said if you want to be a billionaire don't think about the money so much Go out there and think how you can solve a $10 billion problem. And he's done that time and time again.
1: Humility is a sign of success. The day you become humble is the day you become successful.
0: So what are we going to get into today? Well, firstly, the importance of understanding that happiness is an inside job and finding that thing that makes you jump out of bed in the morning. We're going to talk about how he's been disrupting the medical industry with Viome. We're going to talk about that success is not measured purely by money in the bank, but by the number of people's lives you touch. Just an awesome mission. We also talk about the questions entrepreneurs should ask themselves to create massive innovation in their field or industry. What the biggest problems are in the world right now facing humanity and how we should approach them. And last but not least, we talk about how we can influence our children and the next generation to make the world better.
1: Every one of us has that one belief that we are willing to die for. Find yourself something that you're willing to die for and then live for it.
0: So get ready, strap yourself in. The next 45 minutes is gonna be so worth your time. I just know that my guests will inspire all of us to think bigger, to scale up our impact and make a bigger difference in the world. So welcome to Scale Up with Nick Bradley. Naveen VJ. Hi, everybody. It is Nick Bradley here. Welcome to scale up for another week. Today, I am delighted to say that I have someone on the show that I have followed for some time. I've heard him speak on many occasions. And I would go as far as to say, I don't think I've had someone on the show before who has made a bigger impact on the world in so many ways, shares my belief that entrepreneurship can change things for the good, and thinks a hell of a lot bigger than me, even though I have a 20 year vision. Welcome to Scale Up, Mr. Naveen Jain.
1: First of all, Nick, what an honor and a pleasure. Uh, What you do for your audience is unbelievable. You could do anything you want in your life and you decide to dedicate your life to educating others and helping them scale their businesses. My hats off to you and everyone on your team that actually does this for other people because you could be doing anything and just building your own business.
0: Wow. I'm starting to blush, Naveen, as you can see here. I, I, my, my sort of Australians don't blush very much. We're very direct. But do you know what? It's it's funny, actually. I, I believe that education has the power to change the world. And I think, you know, if we have a message that can be heard at the right time by someone and it changes their life, then we have a duty to do that. So thank you for acknowledging that. But this is not about me. This is about you. And I just want to firstly say thank you for all the impact that you've made in the world and for all the things that you've done. And I want to kind of get into it straight away, if I can, by, by asking you, what is it right now that, that you are absolutely obsessed with? I'm going to use that word and come back to it um, because you've done so many amazing things. I'd just like to hear where your focus is
1: right now. Well, I you know, about six years ago, I thought about what am I willing to dedicate two decades of my life doing? And that to me is disrupting healthcare. And to me, there is nothing else matters in life when you are sick. And as you and I both know, when you are sick, you only have one wish. And when you are healthy, you have many wishes. And to me, I believe this is the first time in the human history where we have the technology at our disposal to be able to understand what is causing the onset of chronic diseases and what is causing the progression of chronic diseases. And my mission for the next two decades is to be able to prevent and reverse chronic diseases. And that includes cancer and aging, wow. right? So not just talking about obesity, diabetes and depression and heart attack and you know, dementia and Alzheimer and Parkinson's, but also imagine how many loved ones are lost because of cancer. How many loved ones are being lost every day from these chronic diseases. And unlike infectious diseases, You don't wake up one day and say, honey, I was out with the boys last night drinking. I think I might have caught diabetes, right? You don't catch these diseases. You develop them over a long period of time. And that means you can actually detect them early, prevent them from happening and actually reverse them. And that is my mission is to one day to make the, you know, for humanity's sake, create a world where being sick is a truly a matter of a choice, not a matter of bad luck.
0: So let's let's not start the show small then. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's, for people, I, I deliberately wanted to go there first because, you know, I could have said, oh, let's, you know, let's learn more about you, Naveen, but we're going to learn a lot about you just by how you talk about these things today. And this is not the first time that you have sought to go out there and solve one of the world's biggest challenges. In fact, you've made this your whole life's mission to do so. But let's get into this because you've started with, with that. My father passed away of cancer. We've had that in our family. So it's a big emotional point for me too. When you set a vision like that or an intention yeah. How, how do you then, firstly, where does that come from? I assume that's looking out in the world and being very present and aware. But then that belief, because you said that with such conviction, that belief to be able to solve that, which I believe you will do, where does that all come from?
1: I think you know every one of us has that one belief that we are willing to die for. And mm. that is a trick. Find yourself something that you're willing to die for and then live for it. Right? And that is what most of us never do. We can tell you are willing to die for this, but you don't spend your life living for actually that particular cause. Right, And I really think once you find that amazing things happen, you wake up in the morning and you jump out of the bed with absolute joy, wanting to solve that problem. Right, And that is, by the way, so if you want to know what you're doing is your true calling or not is really simple. When you wake up in the morning, do you jump out of the bed or do you actually say, I'm going to lie down for another five minutes? And when you find something that you actually are waiting to for another five minutes, you should quit that day, whatever you're doing and find your true purpose. I you saying do when that. You find it. <laughs> right, that's my point. And that is why you're doing now what you're doing is because you wake up in the morning and you jump out of the bed. And the yeah. day you stop doing that, it's a time to quit and go do something else.
0: Well, I had a moment, I had a moment, I call it my awakening, but actually, you know, at the point of of what was a painful experience, I got clarity and that clarity was to change everything. And I did because my background was private equity investments. I was sucked into Mm -hmm. the world of money, right? And I had lots of material things, but it didn't make me happy. In fact, it was making me sick, Mm -hmm. but then I changed that. So I understand exactly where you're coming from. Why do you feel then that a lot of people don't lean into this enough and therefore they may end up regretting a lot of what they've done until it's too late because you know they haven't gone after the big thing that you know makes them as you said jump out of bed in the morning
1: i think what happens is we have been conditioned as human beings. That it is something out there, if we can find it, is going to make us happy. Mm. It is someone who is going to make me happy. It is, if I just had this, it is going to make me happy. And we are constantly chasing that happiness, trying to acquire one skill, trying to, you know, one title, one job, one person, something that is out there that's going to make you happy. And what we don't realize is happiness is an inside job. Happiness is inside you. If you find that happiness inside you, you could be sitting in a dark corner and be happy. And if you don't have that happiness inside you, you could be in a paradise and still be unhappy. And that's the reason you find lots of people chase money the rest of their life. They find it and they're still unhappy. Mm. In fact, they are more unhappy having wasted all their life chasing it, right? So to me, What I think what we lack is that clarity that you got, that I need to find happiness. I need to find joy. And the joy only comes when we dedicate our life to solving problems that impact people around us. So my belief is very simple. Your success is never measured by how much money you have in the bank. Your success will be measured by how many lives you improved while you were still alive. Right. Yeah. So number of lives you change is really your measure of success. The humility is a sign of success. The day you become humble is the day you become successful because if you still have IOTA of arrogance left in you, that means you're still trying to prove something to someone else or to yourself.
0: Yeah. The ego is and taking over.
1: <laughs> ego is taking over. You want people to know, do you know who I am? The fact you have to ask someone, do you know who I am? You are nobody. Right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I find (laughs) myself is that when things happen to us, they are too, you know, at that point, that is a crossroad we find ourselves in. Whenever a situation happens that is unexpected or even if it's expected, when something big happens in our life, we have a tendency to label that thing. Is it good or is it bad? Just by labeling it, it changes how we think about that event imagine every one of us can probably remember a first breakup you had with a girl and you thought that was going to be the end of life or people who get divorced, they think, oh my God, it's just so, and guess what? 10 years later, they look back and say, what a nightmare avoided. Like, what, a, <laughs> they, what Sometimes a it was the
0: best thing that ever happened. You go back and say <laughs> that, I'm sure.
1: That's exactly <laughs> my point. So my point is, It's not the event, you know, good or bad. You won't know it's good or bad for a decade. So Mm -hmm. all we have to learn is when something happens, you say that happened, universe is my friend. And when you believe the universe is your friend, whatever is happening is for your own good and you embrace it. And what I learned to do is I say, it is what it is. I'm going to do my best to do the things I can, and it will be what will be.
0: Where did you first learn this? Or was it something yeah. that you, you know, you were born and you were the guy that was not like anyone else, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or did what, you go through your own experience to, to be able to think like this and be out of them, go on and do what you've done?
1: You know, It's very interesting, uh, Nick, that every one of us has this idea that there is something happens that's a inflection point in our yeah. life that changes who we become. The truth is actually is, really, really is the case. It is like someone saying it's the last straw that broke the camel's back, and you and I both know it's not the last straw. It's all the other straws that came before it that actually breaks the camel's back. Yeah, right? so yeah it, it builds
0: up is, and compounds over time. I know, I get that. that
1: that's my point. Is every interaction you and every interaction you and I have changes who we become? Every person we meet changes who we are and that over time makes you a completely different person because you are the product of the people you surround yourself with right and that is the lesson of life is if you want to do great things find people who are doing great things if you want to be good at something find people around you who are good at something right
0: it's simple when you say it right It's simple when you say it but if you look out there in the world right and yep. and I'm having a conversation with you here tonight, I know in my listeners they are going what the hell right because it, it is extraordinary and I'm not saying that in any other way just to, just to put a, a line underneath it because a lot of people get stuck into their emotions, their limiting beliefs, their fears. They don't step up. And and for me, it was more of an inflection point because Mm -hmm. I had a physical event that happened compounding over time, which made me see things differently. Mm -hmm. And then that gave me maybe the courage to do something
1: differently. That's that's all that happened is the courage is what you got from that. Mm. I, by the way, just like you, lost my dad to pancreatic cancer. And I've been, you know, I was obviously starting this healthcare company. When that happened, I looked at my dad and said, dad, I can't save you but I can promise you that I'm going to dedicate my life to solving this problem. And to me, that was just, it wasn't an inflection point a pivotal point. It was just an exclamation mark. This is worth doing. And I want to just share one more personal example with you that to me, that really brings it home. My mom, you know, uh, I've been telling her that mom, you should do this Viome test and I'll come back to the why what it does and yeah. stuff. And convinced my mom uh, that that she did the test, got her all the supplements and stuff she needed. And I just remember talking to her just two weeks ago. And she said, uh, you know, she was telling me that, you know, Naveen, I was just at my lung doctor and he told me I no longer need inhaler. I've lost 25 pounds. I feel so much better. And she tells me, son, you are the best doctor she has been to. And she thinks the medicine I'm giving her, the ones that are working now. And I kept telling mom, I'm not a doctor. I'm not giving you any medicine. I'm just simply telling you what's happening in your body, told you what you should be doing. And you just simply did it for yourself. She said, this is the best medicine, right? My point was now I am looking at that. I did not, couldn't save my dad. And here's my mom thinking her life. She, know, she said, I had constipation all the time. And this is the first time I feel that I don't have that. First time I have energy to be able to do things I wanted to do. And I was thinking, if that's the only life I ever touched my mom and all she sacrificed for me, I think my life is worth living.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get into, I mean, thank you for sharing that as well, particularly your father as well. Because I think, yep. you know, there's a lot yep. of people who... Feel helpless yeah. in those situations, but you you massively use that as as, as yeah. a catalyst, I think. But let's talk about um, volume as well and, and what yeah. you've yeah. learned and where you are on this journey. Because you said, you know, this is a 20-year potential thing. Yeah. So just yeah. tell me a bit more, more about the, the world you're in now.
1: Yeah. So about seven years ago, um, I started this belief that we can prevent and reverse chronic diseases. Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, if, when we have more time on our next session, we can talk about that every time I start a project. I fundamentally ask myself three questions. Why this? Why now? Why me? And by the way, every single entrepreneur who is thinking about scaling up, this is what you need to be doing. First question is, why this? Why this is very simple. Whatever this problem it is that your business is trying to solve, go backward and say, God forbid, I'm actually successful in achieving the goals that I set out to do. Would it help a billion people live a better life? And the reason you want to use that yardstick is because anytime you can find any product, any service that helps billion people live a better life, you can automatically create a $100 billion, $500 billion company. Mm, You don't wake up in the morning and say, I want to create a $100 billion company. What should I do? Making money is a byproduct of doing things that improve people's lives. So that's number one thing. Find something that actually is going to impact massively. And then the last part I'm going to focus on, which is ask yourself, why me? Why me is what question are you asking that are different from what everyone else in the industry is asking? Because the questions you ask is the problem you solve. So in this case, if you look at my previous company, there was Moon Express going to the moon. Every single person, when I tell them we're going to settle on the moon, they will ask me the question, so how are you going to grow the food on the moon? A good question, except it's really, to me is a wrong question to be asking, which is if you ask someone how to grow the food on the moon, the only solution is to find a way to grow the food. What if you ask a slightly different question, that like a two-year-old, why do we need food? Why do we eat food? And just by asking that, it, see, oh, you need food for energy and you need food for nutrition. Oh, what are the different ways you can get energy? Can we get energy from photosynthesis like plants do? Can we get energy from radiation like the, some of the bacteria that actually grow up on radioactive nuclear waste? The point is now you have ten different ways of solving a problem that was never existed yeah, by simply that. asking a different question.
0: Right? So you've got curiosity and you've got simplicity and and to some extent approaching it with a beginner's mind as opposed That's to right. intellectualizing That's exactly. it. Exactly. Where- you know, because we love to make things more complex, you know, sometimes as human beings, because it makes us maybe look a bit more clever. <laughs>
1: that's right. So now coming back to a our thought process was, what was it that everyone in the industry was asking? And they were asking the same question. I want to know about my genes. I want to know about my DNA. And I thought, my God, that's a bad problem because it's a wrong question to be asking because your DNA never changes when you develop a diabetes You do my DNA test. I have a heart attack. My DNA is still the same. I become 400 pounds heavier. My DNA is still the same. I die. And my DNA doesn't change even after I die. You can do my DNA 10 years after I die. It's still the same DNA, just like a dinosaur DNA. Now, imagine if DNA can't even tell you you're dead or alive. How will it tell you you're healthy or sick? So my question Mm, was, what changes? It was RNA, your gene expression. We said, let's measure gene expression. And the second thing was we as human body, is not a homogeneous. There are 100 trillion microbiome inside our gut in our mouth all over us. Yep. These are not the parasite. They are part of who we are as an ecosystem. And interestingly, every company who has done microbiome company was asking the same wrong question. They wanted to know what organisms are in your gut. And we, we thought that will never solve the problem. What matters is what they are doing, not who they are. It's a sin they're committing. That is a problem. Not it's not that. Because same organism can do something good in one environment and something bad in another environment. So it doesn't matter. Like a person, a person put them in a good environment, good behavior, put them in a bad environment, bad behavior. So why not focus on their behavior or what they're doing, not who they are? And now that started the journey of a wyom about six years ago. And today we have analyzed over 350,000 people. And if I may, just to show you, no, I'm when very curious
0: go, with this. Keep going. This is, this is fascinating. So, me.
1: so this is, you can, every one of you can go to wyom.com. That's V as in Victor, I-O-M-E.com. Yep. The reason I'm spelling is because as an Indian, I cannot pronounce the word. It sounded v, good so to so me. And we
0: will, we will make sure it's in the show notes, uh, Naveen. So you are absolutely sorted. Don't worry. <laughs> right,
1: so you get this kit and it says what? Imagine living in a world where illness is optional, right? Oh. You open it up. It's a lifestyle product. You send us a touch of your stool, four drops of your finger prick blood, you don't have to go anywhere else, and very soon a spit of your saliva. And when you get back from that is many things. We tell you what is your biological age, what's happening inside your body, how well are you treating your body? So my biological age now is 50, even though chronologically I'm 63. Okay, right? So I have now basically reduced my biological age by 13 years. It tells you your immune health. How well are you protected? Were you to catch cold or flu or God forbid the C word, right?
0: Yes, uh, yes, that. <laughs>
1: uh, and, right. Oh, then we give you your gut health. We tell you about your oral health, your teeth health, your gum health, your cardiac metabolic health. We tell you your cognitive health and we don't say, and good luck. We then tell you, Here are the foods you should not eat, and here is why. So for example, we say, hey, even though you think the broccoli and Brussels sprout are really good for you, let me tell you, actually they're harming you because they're increasing your sulfide production that's causing inflammation in your gut. Right now, it's too high. Don't eat spinach because your oxalic acid is not being metabolized, is gonna end up as a kidney stone, so don't eat spinach. Is that right different, now, just, Papa-
0: the, just to jump in on that, is that different for yeah. different people though? For example, like some people mm-hmm. can eat those foods more effectively? Absolutely. Okay, got
1: Absolutely, on. and not only different people, at different point of time in your life. So right. for example, if your sulfide production is too high, we say don't eat broccoli right now. And guess what? You stop broccoli and you change your body. You, you take your probiotics. I'm going to come to second. You, your body changes. And now we can say, hey, Nick, totally fine. You can eat broccoli now. So it is literally about not just for per person. It is about what's happening inside your body right now. right? And then we go and say, don't you're eating too much protein because it's producing a lot of ammonia. So take your digestive enzyme with the protein. Don't take vitamin B3 right now because your uric acid production is too high. Don't take curcumin because your bile acid production is too high. And by the way, don't take NAD or NR or NMN thinking you're going to live long. It is harming you because your cellular senescence is too high. However, so we tell you every food you should eat and why, the foods you should not eat and why, what supplements you should not be taking and what you do need, you need 22 milligram of elderberry, you need 27 milligram of berberine, And we literally go through every vitamin, mineral, herbs, digestive enzyme, amino acid, probiotic, prebiotic, right? And then we make those supplements for you on demand. We literally, there is no pre-made stuff. He said, this is for Nick. Go to bin number 23, get 17 milligram of that. Go to this. Basically like a robotic. So I have got a
0: customized Let's call it plan, if you like, of what I should be putting in my body at what time, which is going to optimize not just my energy and performance, but it's also going to, to your point, Mm -hmm. um, sustain my health.
1: That's right. An interesting thing happened when we did that, we have analyzed over 350,000 people now, and they tell us they sleep better, they have more energy, their digestive system constipation is better, they have no longer have stomach ache or IBS-like issues. They, you know, people are telling you the acne is gone, the eczema is gone. They no longer have brain fog. People no longer have anxiety and this depression mood changes that were happening. Like, these are all the customers. We, they thought they had different diseases. What was happening in their body was the high inflammation. The chronic yeah. inflammation causes these chronic diseases. You reduce inflammation, this thing went
0: away how has it impacted you personally because you must i mean there's a couple of distinctions i want to make in a second but let's let's start with this one how do you feel because obviously you're an advocate of this and you must have gone deep down this as well of course how do you feel
1: and my point is obviously i do it along with all of our children and our whole family does it i personally have lost 20 pounds i have more energy now than i had 10 years ago in fact as i said my biological age is now 15 instead of 63. That means I actually run up the stairs, two stairs at a time that I couldn't do 10 years ago, right? Like I, ha- you know, and my kids tell me, dad, you don't need more energy. I'm thinking, more energy. I was, I was
0: thinking of... that. I was thinking, you know, there's, there's a lot there already. You could share some, but.
1: <laughs> the point is, I actually love life. I have, I get up early and I have actually more things I can get done in my day than I ever could get done. I am on always in this amazing mood that nothing can ever me, And to me, it's all about finding the happiness, number one, and number two, having the right nutrition in your body that actually makes your brain feel energetic, right? So I think, so I personally feel that itself would have been a great contribution about making people healthy. Then we went further. We, in fact, found out what causing people to have cancer. And we got FDA to give us a breakthrough device designation on detecting stage one oral cancer and throat cancer. And we're launching that product next month directly to consumer that you can spit in a tube and we can tell you there's any sign of cancer in your oh. mouth or throat. And that, From and your saliva,
0: literally, from, from an analyzing. Literally from saliva, yeah. And I take it that, that can go. then progress into other forms of cancer too. That's the, Absolutely. the plan. Absolutely.
1: So we're doing right now the stomach cancer, esophageal cancer, breast cancer, pancreatic cancer. You know, think about all these things that are going to happen. Detection of IBD. So these are all diagnostic tests. And believe it or not, we signed two vaccine contracts with GSK for a vaccine for colorectal cancer and vaccine for autoimmune disease. And I was thinking, here's a guy who didn't even have any background in science, biology, math or medical medical degree, and I'm solving problems that nobody thought ever could be done. And that is to me, Nick, everyone who's listening to it is, don't ever stop doing things because believing you don't know anything about it. The fact you don't know anything about it is what makes you the most dangerous person for that industry. Because you as a naive person will challenge the industry, challenge the foundation of the industry that every expert has taken it for granted.
0: And that is how you scale your business. Oh my God. Okay. I'm, I'm going to jump into a few distinctions, as I said before. Yeah. the first distinction is, you know, you talk, I remember one of your quotes, something like passion is for losers. It's, you know, it's, it's for yeah. a hobby, but obsession yeah. is important. You just demonstrated a hell of a lot of obsession within this topic. That's why I didn't want to kind of interrupt you too much. Cause you went boom. Yeah. Right. So just, yeah. again, I'm just pointing that out for everyone here. Yeah. Right. Just, did you see that? The second thing is, Back to the point around asking the different question and then getting yep. a degree of knowledge. Your level of knowledge in this space, again, what you demonstrated over the last five, 10 minutes, is incredible, right? Does that then, I'm, I'm just going to link these two things together, that obsession, mm-hmm. that jumping out of bed at four in the morning, going yep. deep. Yep. I mean, wow, like, you know, because you've done that in this sector, this this industry. You've also done it with the space sector. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, it, again, it, I'm just—it's I'm not, I'm, not a question, but I, yeah. what I like people to do when they're listening to this, 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 you know, this conversation we're having. I want people to just understand what we're witnessing here, because <laughs> they can think, "Am I doing that? I'm probably not. That's
1: interesting." <laughs> and, you know, and interestingly, I did that thing in a computer and I have no degree in computer science either. I mean, it's like mm. amazing to me that when you go into the industry, you don't have to know much about it. But when, guess what? Your naivety and then you surround yourself with a lot of smart people, their job is to tell you what can't be done, and your job is to challenge them why not. And that is how you actually build a business. When they say it can't be done, and you should tell me why it can't be done the way I'm telling you it can't be done, right? And you, that challenging the expert is what allows you to keep pushing that boundary of what experts would have never done on their own.
0: No, no. And I think sometimes they get themselves such in a comfort zone. It's like that old saying about, yep. Oh, you can't, you know, you can't do it because we've always done it this way. That's Right. right? And, and you know, yep. what you've done there is you've gone, I mean, some of those questions as well, just to, just to ask around that, you know, to, to, to be able to challenge the thinking to again, then get everyone else around you thinking differently where they have the expertise, it's allowed them maybe to go deeper to where your knowledge is to be able to get to the answer. Yep. So, so that's and- incredible.
1: And learn a lot. My thinking is like, you know, every one of the entrepreneurs, if you're not a reader, you're actually missing out on a great opportunity. So the best advice I can give our children I did is that remain intellectually curious. To me, mm. the best thing, if you want to raise your children to be successful people in this world, is don't take them to the water and make them drink. Don't say, learn this. Make them thirsty. Because when you make them thirsty, they will find their own water and they will drink. And the best way to create thirst is intellectual curiosity. Ask them, why not? Every time they say it can't be then you say, what if it was possible? Mm. Tell me, what would the world look like if this was possible? And allow their imagination to run wild. When the kids were young, and by the way, I have three children. So just to give you an idea, my oldest went to Wharton. And he mm-hmm. is now on to his third unicorn. Our daughter went to Stanford and she was a Stanford STEM fellow, Stanford Mayfield fellow. And the company she's working on is a women's health company called Abby. So everyone who's listening to it, if you are a woman or if you are a man, buy it for a wife, buy it for, uh, for your daughter, go to Abby, E-V-V-Y.com. And this is for women's health and vaginal microbiome. She did the first company was using AI to remove the gender bias in hiring. So she is all about helping women. Our youngest one went to Stanford, Schwarzman Scholar, and doing a FinTech entrepreneurship, right? Solving the problems that had never been solved before. And I said, oldest son is building a card, by the way, that can now, you can earn points on that called BILT, B-I-L-T, so buildrewards.com. You can, point I'm trying to make is the kids find the big problem they want to solve and they go out and go do that. Now, what allowed them to do that was, I didn't tell them what to do. I showed them what to do. And I want to just, if I can give me two minutes on parenting, I want wanted to- I'm glad
0: you've gone here, by the way, because I was actually, I wanted to finish our conversation talking about this because with so much change going on in the world right now and- so much complexity, how do we, how do we influence our children? Because they are going to be the people who go on to make the big change. So I'm very happy we've, we've come to this point. Yeah. So
1: I think that's the main thing, especially every entrepreneur goes through that because they are so busy and the you know they think spending time with the children is what they need to do, right? And I think to me is what we did with the children was separated two parts. We told them our love for you is unconditional, but our approval is not. That means you need to do things that make us proud of you. So we told them, go out and do things that will improve people's life. And all they look for from me to say, I am proud of you. Not I love you. They know I love them. But they want to hear from me. I'm proud of you. Now, I want to talk about a little bit about in the parenting side, what really makes the difference is when you are successful. So my first company was successful beyond any imagination. Kids were very young. They were four, six, and eight. And I could have easily said and say, look, I'm going to retire. I'm going to spend time with my young children. Now, imagine if I did that, what would have happened? My kids would have seen me sitting on the sofa when they go to school watching CNBC. They come back from school. I would tell them, work hard. Hard work is what it takes. Go to your room, do your your homework. And they would have said, daddy's sitting on the sofa watching CNBC. It didn't matter what I said. What they wanted to do was grow up just like dad, sit on the sofa watching CNBC. What dad did was not that. Didn't tell them money is not important, but guess what? I made money. So I'm sitting at home, bought a Ferrari and I'm enjoying life. But by the way, money is not important at all. (laughs) Instead, (laughs) I showed them money doesn't matter because dad starts a second company and a third company. Dad goes crazy and says, we are going to the moon. Dad, no company has gone to the moon. What are you thinking? Oh, let me show you oh my God, dad, I can't believe you did that. And the dad goes and say, I'm going to now go solve healthcare problem. Dad, seriously, you're almost 60 years old. Well, let me show you, it can be done. And that is what gave them so much confidence to go out and take on the audacious problems because I showed them money doesn't matter. One of the interesting things, I was yesterday speaking at this, by the way, Wealth Summit. Interestingly, every person who came there who was, it's very successful See, we make our children suffer and have them earn every penny. We make them work in the gas station, everything. And I took a deep breath. when my turn came in and I said, that was one of the most stupid things you would do for your children. Because imagine you grew up poor, you were at the ground floor, you work hard and you came up to this level. And you say, kids, you need to go back to the same suffering because I'm going to take a revenge. Just like my, when I went through and my revenge is to make you suffer the same way. So even if you're smarter, instead of here, you can come up to here. I told our children, you don't have to do that. This is a platform we have created for you. Now take it from here and show me what you can do so they can go to the moon. They don't have to go from here to here. They can go anywhere they want now because during summer, I won't say go work at the gas station. I would say go learn something that you always wanted to learn, but never got a chance to learn. What is it that you wanted to do for three months? You could learn about neuroscience. Go find, learn about neuroscience. You wanted to always know about how cancers are done. Go learn about that, but always come back out of three months and you have to write a project for me, what you learned from it, right? Right.
0: Did you ever have have the experience with your children as they were growing up that they saw your success because they would have seen it? And they then, you know, that incentivized a bit of laziness on their part, you know, like, well, or was it the opposite? I just, I'm just curious because, because I think a lot of us as entrepreneurs, yeah. Yeah. we work hard and we sometimes feel guilty that we're not there with our children as much. That's yeah. a common thing, but you mm-hmm. did the opposite and you show by example.
1: That's really the trick is when you spend time with the children, it's not, they don't want it to be, they want that time to be meaningful to you. If you have all the time in the world and you're spending with them, then they don't think it is valuable to you. When we spend two hours and say, let's go for dinner, they know that two hours dad does not have. Dad is running a company. That two hours he gave me is because we mean a lot to him. And Mm -hmm. that is the quality of time you spend with them. Other thing I did was very interesting and I want every entrepreneur to do so. Don't be ashamed of bringing your children to work. They need to see you in action. They need to see you frustrated. They need to see you losing temper. They need to see you work because that is what allows them to become who they are. So when my son, oldest, was 10 years old, I'll take them to board board meeting, analyst meeting, my dinner with the top CEOs, it didn't matter. Guess what happened? He learned to talk to adults. And when he was 17, he was ready to take on the world. And that is, to me, every one of our child, I am proud to introduce them, proud to bring them to work. And by the way, have them make a call and say, if you want to do it, take up a phone call, the CEO of Verizon, let them know you're my son because you'll always be my son. That is privilege you have earned. But you can't, I'm not going to make that call for you but you will always be able to say you are my son.
0: Love it. Can I ask you again, it's more of a personal question, but I'm curious yeah, now. Please. Your experience growing up with your family, did yeah. you have something similar? I mean, it might not have been the same levels of companies' growth and the stuff mm-hmm. that you've created, but did you have the same level of support and, 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 and that thing that then you have passed yeah. that on, or is this something that you've learned?
1: So interestingly, uh, you know, as you probably know, I grew up very poor. We had no food to eat. We had no place to stay. We were just very, very poor. So we didn't have money, but what we had was an amazingly great love in the family. Yeah. That means my parents did, my mother did whatever end jobs she could do to make sure we were fed. And there were times we weren't, but point was amazing amount of love is what we received. And what we received from them was anything we wanted to do, we were capable of doing because they believed in us. The only thing I still remember, my mom I still says to me, you're so smart, you can do anything. Sky is the limit. And I started to tell her now that it's a mom. Sky is not the limit because sky doesn't exist. Sky is a (laughs) figment of our imagination. And plus you've been to the
0: universe now, so you've been beyond the sky. So you've kind of proven that in a very practical way as well.
1: (laughs) But my point is this is what happens, Nick. What point I was trying to make is that we create these artificial skies in our life. I am a This person, I can't achieve that. That is my sky. I'm a brown person. I can't do this because that's my sky. I'm a woman. I can't do this. My sky. We create these imaginary limitations for ourselves. I don't speak like you. That is not my limitation. That is my asset. And that is how you should think about that. People say, You have such a thick Indian accent. How the hell will you ever succeed in business? And then my answer is very simple is when you are listening to me, you have to give me 100% of your attention. You cannot multitask if you want to hear a word what I'm saying. Guess what happens? That is my asset. When I speak to people, I get 100% of their attention.
0: Perfect. Wow. I've got one last question for you because you've been, I mean, this has been awesome. You know, just before we get into that, let me just say this. I I was looking forward to this for a long time. I followed your stuff for a while, right? I mentioned that from the beginning. You have given so much in this last, you know, 30 minutes or so it's not so much what you've said. It's how you've said it. And again, I just say that here to, 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 make people realize that, you know, if you want to create amazing things in this world, if you really want to do stuff, there's, it's not just about the vision. It's all the way that you go about it. You know, it's, it's who you are and your identity. So I just wanted to make that point as well. Um, If you were looking at the world today and you think about all the things that are going on and you've chosen to play one very, very big lane and getting success, What are the things out there right now that you think are amazing and and really excite you about what's happening? And what are some of the things that you look at and think, you know what, we need to go deeper and harder into that and make greater change because it's important?
1: Well, again, if you start to look at what are the biggest problems facing humanity, those are the biggest opportunity for any entrepreneur. Our education system needs to be reinvented. Our agriculture system needs to be completely reinvented because we shouldn't be using all the pesticides. We shouldn't be using all the fertilizer chemical fertilizer. We should be using natural organic microbiome of the soil. Energy, we have a massive problem because we are essentially destroying our humanity's future not that our planet won't survive because if you put all the carbon dioxide, planet will do just fine. It is a human a species may not survive. And that is something we have to worry about, right? Yes. So my point is you start to look at all these problems are really are the problems that any one of our, entre- any one of the person listening to it can actually go out and solve them, right? The thing is, as an entrepreneur, the thing this is probably my, you know, thing that I learned over the last 30 years having done seven companies is that, Every entrepreneur must feel they're alive. And the way they know they are alive is they have a heartbeat. Know that they're going to have these ups and downs in their lives. Ups and downs is what makes you alive. When you are living a smooth life, you're living a life of a dead person. That is what happens when you have a smooth life, you're dead. Like, ups and downs tells you you're alive. When you are down, all you have to do is hunker down and know the next beat is up. When you are on top of that beat, never get too arrogant because always remember the winter is coming, right? And that is the lesson. If there is one lesson you learned is ups and downs are okay. Never give up because when you give up, is the day, the day you give up is the day you fail. And always, always remember to fall in love with yourself because the day you fall in love with yourself is the day the world will fall in love with you. And doesn't mean you have to be self-conceited. All that means you're not looking for someone else's approval to do the things that you want to do. And the day you stop looking for other people's approval is the day you find the true freedom of what you what you want.
0: Uh, I love all of that. I'm going to underline all of it, <laughs> and just say it's been an absolute pleasure, Naveen. Um, better than I expected, and I had high expectations. And I think as I as I think about this, <laughs> I'm thinking you know, this is, this is about thinking bigger and acting bigger. And I often say to a lot of entrepreneurs that I work with, I said, you've got to start thinking bigger. And I think where you've taken this conversation today is above the stuff that even I've been, you know, getting through my own mind. So it's been an education for me uh, and just incredibly inspiring as well. So I just want to thank you and say, thank you for what you've done again. Thank you for giving your time up on the show today, you know, helping my listeners And I know that you've made a big difference just in this last 45 minutes or
1: so. So thank you. Thank you, Nick, for doing what you do. And I hope everyone who's listening to it to send an email to Nick and let him know that how wonderful job he's doing.
0: Brilliant. Okay, we're going to put um, Naveen's details and I'm going to make sure that uh, Viome, in fact, I'm going to try and get that now because I'm I'm more into that as well. But we'll put all of your details down in the show notes. Thank you so much again, sir. And I hope to catch up with you again soon. Thank you.
1: Take take care, Aaritsar.
0: or to find out how you can get more help in scaling up your business and your life, click the link in the show notes now to learn about our coaching, mentoring, and mastermind programs. See you soon.